are listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. And today we're discussing from my series that I'm starting, which is called Provisions from the Heart. The topic today is women are phenomenal and wonderfully made. So that's women are phenomenal and wonderfully made. So um, what brought this to mind uh, to add this to my series, uh, Provisions for the Heart, is because I was uh, scrolling through the internet and uh, a video uh, popped up and, um, you know, I recently viewed it online where a woman was observed crying. She was sitting in the front of her car and, uh, you know, she was just having a moment where she was being human and, and, and venting. And uh, she had a baby in the back seat, you know, strapped up in the car seat. And she, you know, just expressed her emotions and talked about how being a woman can be challenging on some days. And, you know, I'd like uh, for any of the men that are viewing or listening, uh, just to comment on what you know, what they most love about women? What do you most love, appreciate, and just think is just wonderful about women? Whether it's your mom, your significant other, your daughter, your sister. Now, this question was posed to women and some of the answers that women were giving were uh, answers like, you know, they, they, um, they appreciate and they realize that, uh, there's a, a big support out there between women. So women have these support groups, lots of support groups that you can join. And there's a lot of support out there. Even when you think you're by yourself, a lot of women are going through the same things that you are facing and you can join these groups and get support. Um, another one is that. In, you know, it's normal for women to be emotional and, and sensitive. And, um, you know, women appreciated that. And the number one reason that, uh, women, uh, put for, uh, loving to be a woman is the reason, the, the fact that they can, um, carry a child, they can bring forth, uh, life. So, you know, pregnancy can be a wonderful experience for women, despite the discomfort and challenges that uh, that come with it. But sometimes when uh, seeing a pregnant woman, one may feel envious of the glow and the radiance that comes with it. Now, although not every moment of pregnancy is enjoyable, once the initial symptoms of nausea and fatigue, once all that passes, it can be fun and, you know, it also could be transformative. It can be a transformative experience that offers unique moments of joy and fulfillment. Now, a woman can get pregnant and bear children from puberty. Um, that I knew, uh, from puberty to menopause, your fertility declines the older you get. Um, now see, I was under the impression that, um, up until like age 45, that women could no longer get pregnant, but I was completely wrong. I was, you know, just like, uh, Halle Berry said she didn't know that she could be pregnant at her age. So, um, I just, <laughs> Iman was, uh, 45 when she had a daughter, Halle Berry, and Kelly Preston had babies at age 46. Seven, right? And then, um, Tamron Hall, the TV host, television host, she, uh, she was 48. Janet Jackson had a son at age 50. And Brigitte Nielsen had her fifth child at age 54. That is amazing. 
Um, the fact that, you know, that they went through with it and they had uh, perfectly uh, normal pregnancies and they carried healthy, they delivered healthy babies. I think that is phenomenal. I'm still in awe of the whole um, pregnancy, childbirth, the way the baby developed the stages. I'm still at awe at how that even happens, but you know, God is good. Now I am amazed by the ability of humans to reproduce and create a new life. It is just truly magical and it's a miraculous process. And I find it incredible that women's bodies are capable of achieving such you know, achieving such a goal. It's, it's, it's awesome and phenomenal for me. Now, some of the things that women do not like about being a woman, being a woman are, and, um, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, I'm sure you can relate. Now, well, one woman states that she hates, uh, being treated as if she's weak, like the weaker gender. And another woman had said that, uh, she wishes she could be, she could pee standing up. That is one thing I am not envious of a man. I never desire to urinate standing up. I don't know why a woman would want that. Um, but yeah, I would never be envious of that. Um, some things that women uh, worry about is uh, safety. They're constantly worrying about feeling safe in uh, their homes, in their city. You know, don't park in the back of the parking lots and don't wear revealing clothing. Keep your key in your hand or, you know, have something like mace or pepper spray or some sort of a, a weapon with you. Um, and then uh, another concern is that, you know, women are always judged when they say, what is your, your body count, right? So a woman with a high body count is less than virtuous. But if it's a man that has a high body count, then he's the man, he's a ladies man, oh, he's got it going on. And it's um, truly a, dub a double standard. Um, women hate being catcalled. Um, and also the beauty standards that result in women not accepting their bodies and not being happy with um, their body parts. So a lot of women face that some women don't like their arms, some women don't like their legs, their stomach, uh, chins that are coming in. Um, they're like their eyes are too set apart. They're too wide. They're too small. All those issues. It's the um, beauty standards that's been set by society. That's one thing that um, women constantly are are complaining about. Now, uh, some women report that they strongly uh, dislike being approached by married men or men that um, are cohabitating. Now, while I understand that some women may prefer this type of arrangement because it suits their lifestyle, they prefer the benefits without the responsibility. And I do believe everyone has the right to choose what works best for them. However, it can be insulting for some women to be assumed comfortable with playing second fiddle with no commitment or future and just, you know, being seen when it's it's convenient. Now, while it might be fun for some women in their younger days, as they age, they may experience personal growth and a desire for something more spiritual, something more permanent, and something more monogamous. Now, there is a YouTuber that I came across um, where women share tips on how to be an elegant lady. So on top of all the pressures and everything else we got to face in society, now we have to um, 
worry about being elegant. There's this new movement now I've seen for 2023, a softer life, to be a softer woman, to be more ladylike and elegant lady. So um, I was watching some of her videos and the main message was, um, you know, less is more and that uh, certain fashion choices can be seen as tacky or classless. For example, long, brightly colored nails and, you know, overly ornate accessories should be avoided in favor of more neutral and natural tones, like within your nail polish, uh, your feet being polished, um, heavy makeup and wrong shades should be avoided as well as bulky accessories and hair nets or bonnets worn outside of the house. Um, the video that um, I was watching also suggests avoid bedroom slippers or Crocs in public and not wearing boxers or tank tops around the house. Now, while some of these tips may not be agreeable to everyone, they are meant to provide guidance on how to be, pre you know, how to present oneself in a more elegant and a more refined manner. However, it is important to note that there are many rules and exceptions placed on women, which can be overwhelming and lead to feelings of frustrations or feeling inadequate. Um, now, this brings us back to the, the woman crying in the car with the baby in the back seat. Obviously, you know, she's feeling the stress, the stress of being a new mom, especially caring for a baby um, because babies can't talk. They can't tell you what's wrong. They, you know, sometimes they have a tummy ache. If they're teething, um, their air hurts, they have no way of expressing what's going on with them. They might be gassy, a little colic. Um, all they can do is just simply cry. And um, the cries of a baby continuously when you are extremely exhausted because you have no sleep and you're constantly going, taking care, trying to take care of yourself and taking care of um, a baby is just overwhelming. And hearing the cry of a baby can uh, bring a mom to her knees, honestly. Now, um, I do recall a in uh, 2029, Miss South Africa, there's a Miss South Africa pageant. There was a contestant and she was asked this question. Um, through all the darkness that South African women face emotionally, physically, sexual, and economical abuse, what reason do they have to keep smiling? Well, Miss Universe 2029, um, I don't know if I say her name correctly, but it's Zobini, Z-O-Z-I-B-I-N-I, Zozibini. Tunzi, T-U-N-Z-I. I love that last name. This was her reply, and I love this. She says, we absolutely have no reason because South African women keep dying every day and people are doing nothing about it. I think it's time to stop asking women what to do and start asking perpetrators to do better, be better, to start treating women the way they deserve. It is not up to us. It is up to the perpetrators to start doing better. That, if I could like that 250,000 million trillion zillion times, I would send all those likes. I completely love that answer. So um, I want to show you a video. Um, this is someone that really inspires me. Um, this video is... Um, you know, I hope you can. I hope you can draw inspiration just just as much as I can of this woman. I hope you can be inspired from this message. This is one of my many sheroes. Uh, this is Dr. Maya Angelou, um, and this is her poem 
phenomenal woman. Let's go ahead and roll that video. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenal. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they form around me a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palms of my hands the need for my care, because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, all you women and me. Absolutely beautiful. You know, um, I've always seen videos of her when she, you know, obviously was reaching her mature age. And so um, going back and watching this, um, seeing her in her younger days, I had, she was beautiful. Not that she never was, even as she aged, she was just, she aged gracefully and just absolutely beautiful. But as a young person, she was so statuesque and just absolutely gorgeous, just the way she just stood in and commanded a room. Um, I never knew I, uh, my, uh, Dr. Maya Angelou was just so beautiful, um, when she was younger and, um, she's got a beautiful soul. She's got that inner beauty that, uh, came, uh, that, uh, manifested outwardly. And that's, I totally love her. So, um, I dedicate that poem to all the women that have been through some stuff, are going through some stuff and in healing while you're going through. So, now, um, have you ever considered the historical context of women's rights and limitations in different time periods and how it may have impacted your life if you were born in a different era? Well, phenomenal woman, you and I are alive in a time where if we desire, we could take on traditional roles. We can be trad wives. Trad wives is, uh, I guess that's a new term now for a traditional wife, uh, someone that stays home, like a stay-at-home stay mom, a stay-at-home wife, um, doesn't go out in the workplace. So if you want to, um, you can choose to be a trad wife. Um, you know, at, at, at nowadays, um, 
being born in this time, you know, we can be anything that we want to be. If we want to be astronauts, if we want to be politicians, if we want to serve in the military, we can work in medicine, in the arts, we can be entrepreneurs. The only thing that limits us is ourselves. And there will always be someone who underestimates you, someone who will place a barrier on you. But, um, you know, don't you ingest any of it, especially being a woman. There'll always be someone to place limitations, but just because you're a woman, don't accept it. For a woman, this little piece of advice I want to share with you. To be successful every day doesn't necessarily mean that you secure the bag. Like every single day you're going out making, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand. One thing you must do is to understand that your monthly, is to understand your monthly hormone cycle. So that means you're successful if you get up one day and you complete a task, if you're able to um, get the garage cleaned, if you're able to, uh, you know, iron your clothes, if you're able to fold the laundry the same day that you put it, take it out of the dryer, um, you have to understand that those little successes, you have to, you have to celebrate them. And you have to understand one thing with us is that we have to work within our monthly hormonal cycle. Um, women have a month long hormonal cycle that's associated with the moon. And throughout the day, our energy level, our emotional level and our creativity level and our mood will change. And knowing this can help you to plan your day and manage your energy levels. So to know like, is your energy uh, the best in the mornings? Is it best in the afternoons? Is it best at nighttime? And plan your days, plan your tasks, write them down. And this is what I mean by success. Of course, every day you want to go out and secure that bag, obviously. But there's so many other ways where you can achieve excess that are not monetarily. Now, I want you to embrace also your feminine attributes, such as, you know, if you're being a nurturer, women were natural nurturers, also love and compassion. Uh, those are all feminine attributes that should be praised. Don't be afraid to show these qualities in your personal and your professional life. And also to embrace change. Um, women are constantly changing, whether it's, you know, our bodies are changing or, you know, our looks change, our tastes change. Embrace this evolution and don't be afraid to try new things. As women, it's imperative that we take the time to know ourselves and not allow anyone to place us into a category with limited examples of, of who we are. And, you know, it's vital also to accept and to love ourselves unapologetically and to know our worth. Build a strong ecosystem of people who lift you up, support you, congratulate you. They actively listen to you and they provide constructive criticism. That is crucial for them to provide constructive criticism. So you have to listen to someone is sneak dissing you or, um, you know, they're, they're throwing shade. That's different from criticism that is, that is, um, that is constructive. And you've got to, um, you know, take that in and, and learn how to, to correct certain things in your behavior, in your lifestyle. But that's, I'm big on building an ecosystem. Um, I'm more, when it comes to friendships and relationships, I'm more into um, 
quality than I am into quantity. And um, I do have a second video. I want to play this video. Um, it explains um, a very reckless and damaging self-esteem problem that women face, and it's known as imposter syndrome. Um, this is something that I had to be educated on because I had never heard of it. And then um, I heard our very own uh, Mrs. Michelle Obama speak on imposter syndrome. So here's a second video that I want you to um, hear what, how she explains it, recognize it, and make sure you don't give into it. All right, let's go ahead and roll that. Mrs. Obama, could we quickly touch on imposter syndrome? Because I know it's something you have spoken a little bit about. It was a question from one of our leaders from Indonesia, um, feeling you're not good enough. Mm, yeah. How many people, this imposter syndrome, does everybody know what we're talking about when we say imposter syndrome? Like, mm -hmm. I don't really know that. Well, particularly for minorities, you know, there's this feeling like because you've been told that you're not good enough, that when you're in a room, you're wondering, well, how did I get here if I've been told I'm not good enough? Women feel it oftentimes because society says you shouldn't be doing that, right? So you feel like an imposter in your own life. You feel like, especially if you've achieved success or you're in rooms that you're not supposed to be in because society has told you that, you think maybe somebody is going to discover that I shouldn't be here, right? That's imposter syndrome. Does that make sense? It sure does. So what I tell people is, okay, you know, and all I can do is tell you this because imposter syndrome is, it's a thing in your head. And, you know, it's just like self-confidence. It's just like, you know, it, it's like any internal characteristic, much of it is what you practice telling yourself, you know, and, and if you've heard that you're not good enough, that's what you're practicing. I'm just here to tell you it is not true. <laughs> you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you didn't belong here. And I also have the advantage of, and I say this not with any level of arrogance or lack of humility, but I have been at so many powerful tables now, right? I've been at, you know, on, I've worked in every sector and you know, I've been a, a lawyer at a big law firm. I've worked at an academic uh, university, been associate dean. I've been the vice president in community development at a hospital. I've been, you know, a run a nonprofit organization. I have worked in the government. I worked with the mayor in the city of Chicago. I worked in the Department of Planning and Development. I was first lady of the United States of America. I've seen these seats. I've served on corporate boards. I've, I've done it, not all, but I've done a lot. <laughs> And I'm just telling you, there are a lot of people who don't belong there. <laughs> and every table, I thought it was me. And after a little bit, I'm like, nope, it's him. <laughs> it's this guy who's sitting here talking but they all act the time. So well. They act like they belong. That's because they've been told they belong there. They don't. But there's a presumption. That's what I'm saying. It's in his head, too. He's like, I belong here. And I'm like, no, you don't. Um, so all I can tell you is that 
the person sitting next to you was told based on nothing that he belongs there. And you were told that you weren't. Both things are wrong, oftentimes. So all I, what I had to learn to do for myself was being, you know, age helps you with imposter syndrome. So I'm 55 now and I've seen it. I've been waiting to be as bad as people told me I would be, you know? <laughs> I've been waiting for when I was gonna fall and mess up and fail. I've been waiting, because that's what they said. I didn't belong at Princeton, right? I applied to Princeton University. My college counselor said, you, you know, that's school's too much for you. Well, I applied anyway, I got in. I was waiting for it to be hard and for everybody else to be so much smarter. They weren't. They weren't. They were just told that they belong there. Same thing was true when I went, applied to Harvard Law School. Maybe I shouldn't be there. Got there. Nope. Nope. They're not any smarter than me. So with all the practice of just going into the room that you weren't supposed to be in and being there and occupying those seats and just doing you and knowing that your thoughts are just as relevant, your experiences are just as important, your insight is just as valuable so that you will share it and use it and practice being there. That's the work you have to do if you feel like an imposter because he isn't giving up his seat easily. He isn't gonna just say, oh, I, I, I understand you don't feel like you belong here. Well, let me make room for you and sit you down and tell you the things you need to hear. They're not gonna do that for you because a lot of times they don't even want you there even when they need you there. So you can't count on somebody else giving you the self-confidence. That's not how we work, you know? And that's why you all are important because you're not gonna do that for some kid in your life. You're gonna make sure that they never feel like an imposter. You're gonna help them practice a different set of messages so they aren't sitting here wondering where they belong in places where we need them. We need women and diverse minds and people who think differently and have different religious beliefs because truth and the right answer comes from diversity of experiences. <laughs> you know, you're needed at those tables. So you can't sit there wondering whether you belong because you'll waste your time in those seats and you'll hold your voice back and you won't be able to make change because you're waiting for somebody to tell you that you belong. I'm telling you, you belong. Practice a different set of messages. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that. So important. <laughs> Michelle Obama, talk your stuff, pop your collar, mama. Now that's what you call a lady boss. That's what you call a lady boss. She said Princeton and Harvard Law and Associate Dean and First Lady served on boards. Listen, it's not bragging if it's true. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle Obama. <laughs> See, I thought it was most appropriate to summarize the basis of this topic with that particular video. Because when I look at, I haven't seen the new Color Purple yet, but when I look at movies like uh, the original Color Purple with Whoopi Goldberg and, um, you know, a, a lot of these um, slavery movies, I really don't watch them because it's... Um, to me, they're unwatchable, but I do read a lot of books, uh, read a lot of books, and I know a lot about um, 
you know, the uh, African-American struggle and the Caribbean uh, struggle as well, being, uh, you know, Jamaican. And, um, you know, we kind of went through the same, similar, but then, you know, us Jamaicans, we... um, we're rebels. We're, we're, we're rebels. So we kind of did things <laughs> differently. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, when you look at, um, you know, things like that historically, and then, um, from watching TV with like good times and, and the gender roles that people played, uh, like Flo and, and James and those gender roles and, and, and things like that. And then you fast forward to now 2023 and you see women like Michelle Obama, Ivy League schools, people, you know, she was told she didn't belong there. What are you doing there? And she applied at Princeton and Harvard. Um, and first lady, I mean, you can't, that's, I don't know what else to say. So like I said, mama, pop your collar because it ain't bragging if it's true. Oh my goodness. That I just had to play that because that gave me such inspiration. I just wanted to say that this is the 12th show that I've done since debuting on March 24th of 2023. So I have season one under my bells. Yay! Golf class. Golf. I got to get it like a clapping machine, golf claggle. So um, I do want to send um, uh, a very special thanks to the CEO of BlackEarthInc.com. Um, you know, the CEO of BlackEarthInc.com is a space made for podcasters. Miss um, Phenomenal Woman, Miss Kimberly Washington, thank you so much. Shout outs to my podcast my podcast mates under the Black Earth Inc. umbrella. We're doing big things and we're making big moves while having big fun. And I know we're just starting out, but trust me, I am manifesting that we are going to be at the top, the very top. There's nowhere to go but the top. And I'd also like to thank to the loyal family of the Supernova Tosha Show podcast. Um, the podcast can be heard on um, apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or Hi iHeartRadio. Um, any of your newer devices, if you have newer devices, you can possibly pick it up also on Google Podcasts. Um, again, the goal is to be at the 10 best podcasts to listen to. So please share, subscribe, um, you know, go to my YouTube channel, uh, go to the, 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 the website and, um, spread the word, spread the word because, um, from the feedback that I'm hearing is that the, the conversations that are had on the podcast are conversations that progressive people want to have. And, um, Sooner or later, those conversations are going to result in um, resolutions. So that's really why I, I started this. Um, I have a knack for um, helping people, society, giving back. And, um, you know, uh, I've had a couple of uh, near-death experiences that were truly scary. And I know that um, my creator has kept me here for a reason because my work isn't done. I haven't even started and just, you know, a few setbacks, but I know that it's a setup to get things done. So I have to do my part before he takes me away. I have, uh, 
you know, some things to accomplish before and um, I can't do it alone. So I'm trying to build an ecosystem of like-minded people um, such as myself. And, uh, you know, uh, we help to have to have, have this uh, podcast to grow and the community of podcasters that work along with me um, to grow. And uh, we will, um, their strength is in, in numbers. And just don't forget that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to throw things at us and distract us so that they can divide us and divide and conquer. But um, for those of you who know, you know, uh, unity is, is where the strength is. I am so grateful for your time. I do want to thank you so much for being attentive and I appreciate your presence. Be careful. In Jamaica, they say walk good and peace be still.